Welcome to the Cybersecurity Simplified Podcast, where we take the mystery out of today's top security threats and solutions. In a world where cyber threats are now omnipresent, there's really no escape. Cyber victims come in all sizes and shapes, from the enterprise multi-billion dollar companies to small and medium businesses, and of course, down to the very users. And those users uh, also include kids, right? Our very impressionable kids who just love to click. Today, our guest on Cybersecurity Simplified has a special place in her heart to educate kids and women. And she uses her platform as a cybersecurity practitioner and influencer to reach the masses. Hello, everyone. I'm your co-host, Susanna Song. And I'm Dave Barton. Hey, David, a long time since we've recorded one of these. Uh, but it's, this is, It's been too long. This is right up our alley of keeping ideas around cybersecurity simple and digestible and really not to overly complicate technical concepts. So we're glad That's that Amber exactly, joined yes, us. That's exactly, yes, exactly. <laughs> and the beautiful guest yeah. who you see on your screen there uh, who's joined us is Amber DeVilbis. Welcome to Cybersecurity Simplified. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm finally here. Feels great. We've only been talking about it for like two years. <laughs> I know. I feel so bad about that. But, you no. know, thanks for the patience. <laughs> look, li- look, life happens and, and mm-hmm. it's just been busy for everybody. So I, it makes sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. I can't wait to talk it, talk it all up today. Yeah, and I find your background very fascinating, Amber, because you have really made a name for yourself as an author for for kids, for kids books, and also on TikTok, right? Uh, tell us how you got started <laughs> in these educational videos and books. You know, it's funny. Um, a girlfriend of mine had TikTok for a long time. I, I got on that bandwagon very late. Um, I actually did it one day because I was just bored. I'm like, wow, that's that's rare for me. I'm usually doing 100 things at once. So I sat down, I kind of got roped in, and then I thought, you know, there was one there was kind of like a training video that someone had done. I have it saved. It's like a million videos ago, so it's hard to find. But um, somebody did um, a video on how the internet works. And it was it was like a five, it was, well, I guess at the time it was about three, three and a half minute video. And I remember thinking like, wow, you know what? Maybe, so I typed in, right? Because you can search for anything. And I was like, I'm going to type in cybersecurity and just see what pulls up. And there were a couple of people who had videos that were like, you know, here's what hackers do, or here's how to hack into things, or you know, here's how to, you know, pull all of your public data, you know, offline and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, there's really still nothing that's kind of in my space. So, um, well, I guess my personal space, my space has, uh, brings up different memories. Yeah, but, definitely. Um, old school. Yeah, I don't, old school there. Yeah. <laughs> my space. Yeah. Right. There too is no my space. Myself. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, I figured I'm like, okay, so I am, well, at the time I was a pre-sales engineer um, at a cybersecurity vendor. So I was like, you know, I wonder if, we could do videos like this. I'm going to start, I'm going to try one. And it was so terrifying because there's so many, you know, trolls out there. I'm like, uh, n- knowing me, I'm going to have a hundred people say, that's not what SD-WAN is. Right. And so <laughs> I spent, it was actually, it was like a learning experience for me because I would, I would do so much research in preparation for each video just to make sure. Cause I'm like, I know what I'm talking about, but I just want to fact check. So, um, I started making these videos and they started catching on. I think um, they actually caught on through LinkedIn more than anything. And so, uh, people from LinkedIn started following me on TikTok and then all that stuff happened with TikTok. And now I kind of just focus on 
LinkedIn. But yeah, it's it's been a fun adventure. I kind of went against the grain. My parents, uh, you know, are very keep your head down, don't make waves, don't draw attention. And here I am, you know, hey, your daughter's out here on TikTok, right? And both my parents are in IT. So they're like, please stop doing this. I'm like, oh my goodness. They're like, right. the people at our work are watching this and asking us now. And I'm like, yeah, it's doing its job. <laughs> so, it's interesting because David so yeah. being our uh, our CTO has warned us about TikTok. So it's funny how you use TikTok yeah. as an avenue, as a channel. Yeah, not so much anymore. But I, I think, uh, you know, kind of similar to how you guys do the podcast where it's on multiple platforms. I do think kind of using TikTok for good. And um, from my side, I think it's all about knowing the risk you're getting yourself into. But for me, I was like, hey, I'm just going to put out these informational videos. So if anyone out there is like, hey, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Me too. Right. So I'm like, me too. I made a video. So we can all learn together. That's awesome. So, yeah. What about the books that you tell us a little bit about the how many books do you have out there? And what do you talk about in those books? (laughs) Yeah, I just have one. Um, so yeah, it's the little cyber engineer. So I originally made this book. It's a children's book. Uh, it's well, so it's an illustration book. Um, I would say it's for pretty much anyone. I've had a lot of feedback. Um, you know, that book kind of took off, which was really very humbling because I was not expecting it to even, I I self published, right? So I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I hope this turns out okay. I hope it prints right. Right. (laughs) And so a lot of folks actually took to it and they're like, Hey, not only is this great for my kids, but I actually learned a thing or two. And for me, it was just about making a book that I have 11 and an 11 year old son at the time. He was 10 and I wanted him to better understand what I do other than she just takes phone calls all day. So I'm right. like, okay, great. So let's kind of make a book that's, you know, in his little world and, and in the format he likes and ingests information and um, kind of, you know, we made it rhyme. So it was fun to read and it wasn't just this boring thing. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, it took off and I'm really, I'm really humbled and really thankful for all of the, uh, the outpouring of love and, and feedback we've gotten. So it's been and great. I think but yeah, I, I saw oh, go ahead. that you're working on another one. I am working on two actually, which is a nightmare because okay. I know how to make things, you know, more stressful than they need to be for myself. Um, right. But yeah, two more. Um, so I can't really dive into those too much, but I will say stay tuned for early next year. All right. Cool. <laughs> so where can, out. yeah. Where can our listeners find the first book, Cybersecurity Engineer? Yeah. So the little cyber engineer. So it's our on Amazon and it's also. Through our um, our nonprofit website as well, so teachkidstech.net. Well, let's segue into that. What is this Teach <laughs> Kids Tech? Yeah, Teach Kids nonprofit. Tech. Yeah, so it's a it's a nonprofit that I started um, in 2021, and the main purpose of that is to help. We basically we're providing things like technical literature and access to educational opportunities in the tech in the tech space. For children who are, you know, living in underserved communities and underrepresented communities. So we do a lot of workshops and programs and it's kind of like a traveling circus right now. Um, but we are, you know, you know, using the rest of this year, I'll say that to kind of strategize and do more program development. So we have a lot Very of big cool. things coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then of course, with all the book sales for every book, every hardcover, I should say, I can need to stop saying that every hardcover book that is purchased, we donate. Um, another book to one of those kiddos. So that's awesome. Oh, that's yeah, fantastic. So Amber, we yeah. get a lot of uh, we get a lot of questions from our listeners around how'd you get started. 
right? What what took you down this path and how did you get to where you are? And when you and I first met in two years ago, well, we met before that, but yeah. when we sat down for lunch, um, that was one mm-hmm. of the things I want our listeners to get out of our conversation today is to tell us about your journey, right? How did you go into cyber? Yeah. And, and for other women, what suggestions do you have in terms of how do they get started? Yeah. No, I appreciate that. I, I I do remember that lunch. My background is is very strange. It's not the usual typical, you know, college degree. It's not like I ever really wanted to be in cyber. In fact, if I'm being honest, I wanted to be a neurosurgeon. Um, and then I had a kiddo. So I'm like, all right, well, there goes that. Um, <laughs> so I had a kiddo very young. Uh, my parents have both been in IT their whole career. So that kind of helped. And I remember, you know, my dad, when I was younger, would be like, hey, um, let's learn how to build a computer. And I'm like, yuck, I don't want to, that sounds so boring. You know, I just have no interest in that whatsoever. But then, you know, after I had my son, I was like, okay, so, hey, mom, dad, can you, uh, like, is IT really good or whatever, right. you know? And I remember I had taken, um, my dad was like, you know, you don't have a degree, right? Because I kind of dropped out so I could raise my son. Um, I never finished that. I kind of, before I did that, I will say this, I did um, have a good college try. And by that, I mean, I did one semester. I was like, okay, you know what? Instead of this, I'm going to, I'm going to be pregnant and I'm going to keep going to school and I'm going to go for computer science. So I did like one semester, but then okay. I still dropped out because I'm like, you know what? I need to actually hit the pavement because I'm a firm believer that actually doing the role is going to get me more than learning about doing the role. Right. So, and that is not in any way, in any way, a slight to anyone who has degrees. I fully support them, believe in them. I'm just here to show you the story that I took or the path I took. There's another path. Um, so yeah, so yeah, exactly. So I got very lucky. I was a waitress when this happened. I um, worked through a temp agency. So not the most glamorous path in, but I did work with a temp agency um, to interview for a little company called Trustwave. <laughs> so at the time they were just fresh into Denver. I think I was like one of the first three employees there. Um, so there was that. And I remember in the interview, I had no idea. I was terrified. I was like, (laughs) and this is weird. Can we talk about this? The recruiter was actually sitting next to me in my interview, like watching and kind of like grading. I'm like, this is so, if you think about that today, it's so weird, but that was a normal thing, apparently. So I remember just kind of almost blacking out because of anxiety. Cause I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm not qualified for this job. And I, that was my mindset going in. And I remember just being like, okay, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Whatever it is, I'll do it. Awesome. You know? And I was just like trying <laughs> yeah. to make it through the interview. You're like, and I remember the, me. <laughs> yes. I was like, sure, whatever it takes, you know? And I remember walking out of there and um, the recruiter was like, you said awesome a lot. And I'm like, oh, oh. That's awesome. probably not awesome then, I guess. You know? And I actually got a call and they were like, the thing is they love your enthusiasm and they love the fact that you were so willing to try whatever it took to get to succeed in that role, right? Because a lot of candidates were like, oh, that's beneath me or whatever. And, right. you know, you got to remember, I was like, I just want in, right? So I'm just trying to do whatever I can do. And so I spent the next few years kind of learning everything that I needed to learn. This was on the compliance side. So I wasn't technically like in cyber yet. This was PCI compliance. Yep. Very fun, very riveting stuff. And um, they actually had a network Your operations Honor. center. So I remember that's kind of the the transition, right? I was like, huh, what do you guys do, right? I'm like, that's way better than what I do. And so I remember I just kept, you know, I I moved out of there eventually and I kept going to different companies and 
working my way up and taking different jobs as a compliance analyst and a security analyst, um, all the way up until I uh, started working for a an MSSP in Denver, and I became a SOC manager. And nice. I just really the thing about me when people ask, like, you know, how do I go from you know nothing to being a superstar in cyber? And it's like, well, if you don't go the cert route, the college route, the you know whatever you're going to have to like work your way up to the ranks, right? Like nobody mm-hmm. starts at the top of the ladder. And that's, um, so now I kind of, I kind of made it almost, I kind of made my platform, my voice to show people, Hey, there's more than just this traditional route in. In fact, I encourage it because there are so many people, especially from being a hiring manager myself. I now think of that as like, okay, when I went into my interview, that first interview I ever had, it was all about, Am I teachable? Am I am I moldable? Can I soak up information? Am I willing to change? Am I willing to keep continue to change? Because that's what you do here. And so that's that's what I think is so important for people to look for, aside from just all of the certs and everything else. So I would say to women, yeah. And I would say, you know, to women looking in this, and this is I get messages, hundreds of messages um, about women who are like, hey, I'm a stay-at-home mom. But I see what you're doing and I love that you put this out there that you're, you know, you're not, you don't have a degree, you don't have all these things, neither do I, but you did it. And so it's kind of like, it makes me feel like I can do it. And I'm like, oh, I love that. Let me help That's you awesome. and show you how. Like, here's yeah. some tricks. Mm-hmm. So I think if I could, you know, say one thing to women, it would be, you know, don't limit yourself and don't tell yourself no before you even give yourself a shot, right? Because every right. single person can be in this industry. Yeah. And that's something that I spend my time now preaching and now teaching to younger kids so we can get that's them awesome. started early. Yeah, I have to yeah. ask you, though. So you said you became a stock manager now and you're an executive. Any barriers that you face? You didn't have a college degree. You're a woman in uh, in technology and cybersecurity. What kind of feedback did you get as you moved, climbed your way up the ladder, the corporate ladder? What was that like? Yeah, so... A hundred percent. So that was, I would encourage, that's another thing I would say. I would encourage anyone looking to get into cyber to work for a SOC, <laughs> Security Operations Center, because you will, you will be seasoned like nobody's business. It's a dumpster fire every day, but it's a lot of learning opportunities. So I think, um, and with a SOC, you know, that's really where I grew in my career because I had, I think it's all about finding uh, a mentor or an, or a buddy at work, if you will. Um, cause there are a lot of people who were like, why is she even, you know, cause I made it. I kind of got promoted, what is it, two or three times when I was there. And I, I remember all of the, um, some of the people that were like true security engineers were like, she doesn't even know what she's talking about. She's just an analyst. She's just this. And it's like, you know, I think for them, they kind of assumed, and I still deal with that today. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily because I'm a woman or if it's because I'm young or both, but I usually get the the red herrings, right? Or I am the red herring where it's like, hey, let's ask her all the trick questions, right? See if, what she really knows. And I yeah. think the one good thing that I would encourage, and we talk about this on the on our podcast, um, the Cyber Queens, that sometimes it's good to uh, use that as fuel, right? When people don't believe in you or they don't think that you can do something, you just kind of help, hold your head up high. You don't get aggressive and you just go, okay, great. Yeah, like, let me show you. I, I, I can help you with it if you want or, you know. And I think that's another thing for me is I was just like, I want to prove everyone wrong because I want to show them that, Cybersecurity professionals don't need to fit a mold. There can anybody, anybody can do this, no matter what your background, who you are, gender, age, anything, right? So I think for me, that was a big roadblock was people just not believing in me to begin with. Um, 
And also because they didn't have a degree, right? So that's like the first thing every techie goes to look at is where they go, what do they do, what are what services right. they have. Right. Right. So so yeah, I think uh those were some roadblocks. Um, but again, I back in the day, we've hit a weird kind of lull. So back in the day when I started, it was almost less about your degree and more about we just need people, right? We just need bodies, we just need people to come in and we'll cheat you. And then it almost became oversaturated for a while there. I don't know if you guys felt that over the last six years or so. It almost became oversaturated with everybody wanting to be in there. So it's almost like you had to have a certification just to set yourself apart. Still made it through that, guys. No worries. No certs still to this day. Um, but then, which is funny because I actually helped like six of my employees when I was in the SOC. I made a little board game called uh, GB Protect Land. And it was a a spinoff of Candyland, but it was meant for people to study for their Security Plus um, certificate. Mm, so right. that was a fun little thing that we did. I still never actually went and took the test myself because I'm like, well, whatever, I'll just teach it. It's fine. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I think just the certifications and things like that became a barrier. But then my my willingness to kind of push through and go above and beyond. I was doing things at my job that most analysts weren't doing. Um, I was still triaging things, even though I was a manager, I was, I was going above and beyond to show like, Hey, I can make up for this. Like put yeah. me in coach. Right. So right. I think that's a lot of my successes from that. So I would just consistently, you know, badger people listening to this on that one point is like, do not give up because even though you don't have accreditations, it doesn't mean that you're not good at what you do. So right. I think just effort and grit. Yeah. Really. I love that. We, uh, I yeah. talk a lot about the two A's a- aptitude and attitude. And Amber, you have all of that in spades. So that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank hey, you. Amber, I have a question around cybersecurity in general, trends, uh, where, it's, yeah. where it's headed. What are your thoughts oh, around? <laughs> and it doesn't have to be overly complicated. What are some things that you're yeah. seeing out there and uh, how, how you view cybersecurity now versus the time when you entered? I think it's, I mean, it's, we're in crazy times right now. Um, I, <laughs> I would say right now, it depends on really a lot of my focus on cyber, right? So back when I was an analyst, it was about the latest trends and threats, right? What was happening? What was up and coming? Now I focus less on that because I'm not really in threat intel as much anymore. And I'm on the, the VAR side. So I am an account director now. I've kind of left the super technical side behind me. And so the good thing about what I do now is that I have conversations with my clients every day. Um, a lot of stuff and a lot of worries that are coming up, um, I guess, from an organizational standpoint is AI, right? The the number one buzzword globally, AI. Right. Um, and I do think I, I noticed that there are a lot of. I don't know if you guys saw, but so a lot of these um, like chat GBT four and everything else, and I think the new five update even so they're able to ingest all of these um, PDFs and kind of sort through them, read through them. And my mind instantly goes to, uh oh, here goes all the data. Right now we're giving this to, uh, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lord. Uh, exactly. And so, um, so I think, you know, but even in my son's school, I do notice that, um, they, I guess I'm pretty lucky. My son goes to a STEM school. Um, he was on a wait list for five years, but they, he's actually learning about cybersecurity and he is in sixth grade. So it's crazy. He was learning about it in fifth grade. He was learning binary in fifth grade. Um, from an actual school that taught it, not just because he's one of those, you know, super nerds that just does this on his, you know, on his free time. Um, but yeah, I do think that they do a good job of bringing up these topics. And so what I will say is as we talk about cyber, it's one of our focuses, um, or one of our main verticals for teach kids tech 
It's actually built around cyber first, not just tech in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we are actually working with that school now to help develop different programs and uh, a few other schools. Because I do, one thing I've noticed from being um, his mother and having, you know, a public school education versus now bringing him into more of a charter school with STEM and and all of these different curriculum um, is that I want to be able to have all kids have access to this. That's why we started Teach Kids Tech was because I thought, you know what? It's wonderful that my son gets this. How do I make this available for every child, right? So that way, um, you know, kids, we can start teaching kids at a much younger age about cyber because we're throwing iPads in front of them or throwing 100%. phones in front of them at yeah. the age of two. And it's like, I'm telling you, I mean, the, the other day, I know this isn't necessarily, you know, cyber in the way we think about it, but, you know, my son came downstairs. He's like, oh, I was playing Fortnite. Oh, I have a friend. His name's Jerry. I'm like, no, no, no. You don't have a friend named Jerry. You know what I mean? And I'm like, right. oh my God, we, need, this Jerry? Talk. we, need, the, we need the awareness talk. Right. Yeah. And so I'm like, how right. do we just get ahead of this so much earlier? So my focus in cyber is really more around children and, and getting you know, kind of these outlets that we've just kind of handed out freely without really thinking about it. <laughs> Typical security, right? We we build and then we protect later. Um, so I think that that's kind of my focus right now. And a lot of this AI stuff, since it's, it's, what is the word I'm, it's almost like infecting the school system too, right? Like there's the, even teachers are worried about this. So that's kind of the side that I'm most worried about now and, and concerned and focused on. But I would say that even in general, and Dave, I'm sure you guys see this too, right? AI is like, okay, that's great. It can help us. It can hurt us. But really, what does it mean? How open are right. we to the rest right. of the world? So, yeah. And how do, we, how do we balance the benefit with the risk? Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we do every day. 100%. Is risk, ma- risk management, right? How, how do we get there? Oh, yeah. So I'm with you. You know, 100%. Suzanne and I, we've talked about um, AI and machine learning and robotics yeah. in uh, a couple of our podcasts. So it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting one to follow over the next, to your point, yeah. over the next couple of years, it's going to evolve in ways we don't expect. ChatGPT changed it, right? A hundred percent. And, you know, you got kids writing term papers using ChatGPT. And exactly. Now you've got the, the, the teachers using a version yeah. of ChatGPT to detect, did ChatGPT write exactly. it? And exactly. And it's, it's going to be interesting for sure. It is absolutely going to be interesting. Well, Amber, thank you so much uh, for joining us. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I do, once once we end this, I would love offline to learn more about your nonprofit and maybe oh, how yeah. I can get involved because that's that seems like a wonderful place. I've got three little ones too and just how important oh. it is to educate and bring awareness to cybersecurity, cyber threats. So uh, 100%. Thank- yeah, and I would love to learn more about Cyber Queen too. That's her podcast, so check it out if you are interested in another uh, cybersecurity <laughs> podcast. We love to advocate for other uh, podcasts in the same, you know, same. Yeah, absolutely. Subject, right? So exactly. I, <laughs> we, the more, the merrier. <laughs> That's kind of my motto. I was just going to say thank you guys so much for having me on. I really do appreciate that, and I'm I'm super excited to share the podcast with everybody, and I hope all of our um, our followers and listeners get to join you guys as well because you have some killer topics and I'm just happy to be a part of it. Awesome. Well, thanks to our listeners for joining us. If you have feedback about today's podcast or questions for Amber, David, or myself, please contact us at podcast at highwirenetworks.com or leave a comment. Until next time, I'm Susanna Song. And I'm Dave Barton. And you're listening to Cybersecurity Simplified. 
From all of us here at Overwatch by Highwire Networks, thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, rate the episodes you enjoyed, share, and leave us a comment. We'll catch you next time on a Cybersecurity Simplified podcast. Remember, the more you know about cybersecurity, the safer you'll be. To learn more, visit us at highwirenetworks.com slash podcasts.